0: I can't really tell where the sidewalk is. This past spring, I found myself driving, which I don't do too often because I live in New York and we take public transportation here. That means that when I do drive, it's sometimes stressful. (laughs) We're in a hole. (laughs) (laughs) But producer Lane and I were not in New York. We were in Puerto Rico. And we were on a mission. We're driving to the small city of Calle. Along the way, I'm dodging potholes and navigating unfamiliar roads in a precariously undented rental car. Your destination is on the left. We were there to visit a place called the Casa Museo Alberto Mercado, which is the home museum of a guy named Alberto Mercado. Mercado is a retired Puerto Rican boxer who had a legendary career as an amateur and a journeyman career as a pro. He's also one of the more controversial figures in modern Puerto Rican history. But if you're looking for him, he's not too hard to find. Because Mercado lives inside the Casa Museo Alberto Mercado. It's not just a home museum. It's his home. The home slash museum looked a bit like a storefront. It was gray with red accents. A couple balconies hang out over the sidewalk. And it's built right up against a street corner in a commercial district. When we pulled up in our rental car, Mercado and a small entourage were waiting outside for us, holding a parking spot. Mercado stepped forward from his group to greet us, a small man with a quick smile. I talking a little English. Our interpreter, Alan Gomez, translated. Sorry, I guess I should start the the
1: translating and all that. So.
2: siempre empiezo dando tour por
1: I always start the tour over here.
0: Oh yeah, let's do the tour.
1: This was the inauguration for the building. Alan
2: Cruz, one of the
0: best pianists in the
2: world.
0: Inside, the museum is sparkling clean. But it's packed floor-to-ceiling with memorabilia. Awards, photos, newspaper clippings, political cartoons, that kind of stuff. It felt a little bit like walking into a scrapbook. There are a lot of big egos in boxing, so it's hard to think of anything better suited to a boxer than retiring to live in a museum to yourself. It must feel pretty good. World champion, world champion.
1: 79. So you were world champion in
2: 79.
1: For how long? No, I'm a world champion okay. the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. But Mercado says his life fighting in the boxing ring was easy compared to his life outside of it which is why we were there in the first place. Because Alberto Mercado's boxing career made him an unlikely political figure. In 1980, Mercado was one of three Puerto Rican boxers to qualify for the Olympics in Moscow. That's the same year that President Jimmy Carter boycotted the Olympics in protest of the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan.
2: Bowing to
1: the pressure, the Olympic Committee reluctantly agreed to back President Carter.
0: But Mercado and his fellow Puerto Rican boxers decided to compete in Moscow anyway. That was a problem for Jimmy Carter because Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. The boxers were defying the U.S. government, which is a risky move then and a risky move now.
2: When
1: I go to events and people introduce me, they all do it differently because a lot of them are scared, a lot of them are timid.
0: Because
1: I'm supposedly like a dissident. —
0: The choices he made in 1980 have followed him his entire life. They earned Mercado a museum and also a lot of powerful enemies. I mean, he's remembered as a national hero. But what I know about being a hero is that it always costs something to become one. You always pay a price. From Campside Media, I'm Bijan Steven, and you're listening to Eclipsed.
1: President Carter won a major victory to boycott the Moscow Olympic Games because-
0: Even if the United States does not send a team, Puerto Rico may be there.
1: The administration is doing some concerted arm twisting to keep them from going. Officials say the Puerto Ricans do not need
0: to be- This month, we're telling the story of an international incident. One that involves the Cold War, sports, soft power, Puerto Rican sovereignty, and of course, colonialism. But this is also the story of three fighters chasing their dream of being Olympic champions. It was a dream that pitted them against the President of the United States and much of the global community, and made them either heroes or villains to their countrymen. This is the first episode in our four-part series on the boxers who broke the boycott. This is episode one, Defending the Flag. There's more to Alberto Mercado than the stuff in his museum. To get to know Mercado, the man, we took a walk with him. These days, Mercado works at the University of Puerto Rico Calle, in the gym. He doesn't coach. He cleans and checks students in when they come to lift weights.
2: Most
0: of the students do not recognize that I was a
1: boxer.
2: Siempre hay uno que
1: But sometimes people come over and say, "Hey, some professor told me that you did something in
2: 1980." <laughs> what happened? And I tell them. What do they Pero que primero Google. I tell them, first, look it up on Google." <laughs> and
1: then I tell them my side. So that they believe me, otherwise they won't
2: believe me. Because
1: if I tell them that I uh, went against the president of the United States, they'll think I'm crazy. (laughs) That's what they tell me.
0: So there's a humble side to Mercado. He grew up in public housing in Calle. And as a kid, he loved to fight. Like many of the young men on the island, Mercado saw boxing as a ticket to a different life. When he was growing up, the local government ran free boxing gyms all across Puerto Rico. Though, the popularity of boxing on the island was a legacy of the U.S. colonial project, at least according to one historian we spoke to. Fighting, but civilized, so as to build character. As a teenager, Mercado found a trainer who was working with young men throughout the island to get them ready for a local competition. It was his first real tournament. It was called something like the Redneck Olympics, which sounds like a bad punchline, but that's the best translation we could find. Mercado says he weighed 90 pounds, but fought in the 100-pound weight class.
2: Mosquito mosquito,
1: mosquito, uh, flight
0: Mercado won a gold medal by winning three matches in two days, two by knockout and one by decision. After that, Mercado devoted himself completely to boxing. He says his trainer had high hopes for him.
1: John Marrero told me that I could be something special. Everything he told me that I could achieve, I almost doubled it.
0: By 1979, Mercado was competing at the highest levels of his sport. That year, the Pan American Games were being hosted by Puerto Rico. To give you a bit of background, The Pan American Games happen every four years the year before the Summer Olympics. It's a multi-sport event for nations on the American continents that follows the Olympic Charter, a.k.a. the rules that govern the Olympics. In 1979, the Pan Am Games were a qualifying tournament for the Summer Games. Mercado desperately wanted to compete in the Olympics, and doing well in the Pan Am Games was his ticket there. Back in the museum home, me and Lane are frantically trying to remember enough Spanish to keep up with Alan's translations. And then Mercado's phone starts buzzing. It's Jose Molina, his friend of 40 years and fellow Olympian from Puerto Rico. I think he's trying to get the scoop on whatever we're doing in Calle, which, as we learn later, is very like him. Mercado hands his cell phone over to Alan to talk. While they're talking, let me give you a little background on Molina.  — Molina lives in Fajardo, an oceanfront town on the eastern tip of Puerto Rico. And he's a very different man than Mercado — quieter, a bit more reserved, definitely less bombastic. He's also quite a bit bigger than Mercado. He fought as a light welterweight, several weight classes up. Molina doesn't live in a museum to himself. Instead, he's found his own version of paradise a beautiful beach where he spends his days playing dominoes. His friends call him Papo. Back in 1979, Papo Molina was living and working thousands of miles from Puerto Rico in Reading, Pennsylvania. But his family was still on the island. And when Molina's younger brother died in an accident, he came back to be with his family. He happened to return right as Puerto Rico was looking for boxers to represent the island in the Pan American Games.
1: Right at that time is when they were going to start the elimination rounds for the Pan-American Games. And my trainer approached me and asked me if I wanted to participate.
0: That's
1: what I do. I fight. So if there's an opportunity, sign me up.
0: Molina won the three matches required to qualify for the Puerto Rican team. And he won the right to represent his country at the Pan American Games. Mercado and Molina met for the first time once they both qualified for the Pan Am Games and were training together for the competition. Here's Molina. You y
1: Alberto, butted heads.
2: Uh, tiene, tiene eh? He has his character,
0: I have mine. <laughs> the two boxers trained in Vieques, a small island off the coast of Puerto Rico. It's perhaps best known as a place where U.S. Navy pilots practice their bombing runs. And Mercado and Molina were joined by a third boxer, the youngest of them all, Luis Pizarro. Pizarro lives in Massachusetts now, where we spoke to him on Zoom. He's only 16 when he joins the other boxers to train. Really, just a kid. He's extremely shy, and he's still pretty new to boxing, especially for someone competing at the highest level of the sport. Growing up, Pizarro's parents didn't even want him to box. And one time when he came home beat up, he did what teenagers do. He lied. I started training, and
2: one day I got
1: home with my face swollen. I was scared that my mother was going to get mad at me. She said, what happened to your face? And I said, oh, those were bees that stung me on the mountain. She believed me.
0: Boxing brought out a different side of his personality. I was
1: humble, always quiet. But when I boxed, once I got hit two or three times, something would come up inside of me. I kept going with the training. I really wanted to learn.
0: So now we've met our cast, Mercado, the brash and outspoken flyweight, who now lives in a museum to himself. Jose Papo Molina, the light welterweight, a soft-spoken guy who'd rather play a game of dominoes than brag about his past. And Luis Pizarro, the featherweight. He's the youngest of the bunch and the least experienced. They're all very different men, even if they all come from poor families on the island. But training together in Vieques, the boxers form a brotherhood. They need each other now, as training partners, sure, but also as support against opponents inside and outside of the ring.
1: Politics isn't on the program at the eighth Pan American Games, which opened today in Puerto Rico.
0: On July 1st, 1979, the Pan Am Games opened in San Juan. The stakes are personal. If the boxers don't medal here, they don't qualify for the Olympics. But for them, these games are also about Puerto Rican pride. Here's Molina. How was fighting in the, the first match for Puerto Rico? Como como
1: te sentiste la primera vez que tu fajaste Puerto Rico?
2: Defending the colors
1: of the flag of your country is something that's beautiful. There are times when you don't have the words to describe it, but you feel it.
0: As beautiful as that sentiment is, politics and pride in Puerto Rico are complicated. Because flying the Puerto Rican flag means so much more than just pride. It means identity, and that identity is debated. There's even a law on the books that says you can't fly the Puerto Rican flag by itself. It always has to be flown next to an American flag. So there are three main schools of thought regarding Puerto Rico's relationship to the U.S. Some people think it should become a state. Others think it should stay a territory. And a third group thinks Puerto Rico should be its own country. During the Pan-American Games, Puerto Rico's governor was a pro-U.S. statehood guy named Carlos Romero Barceló. And he tried to enforce the law that says the Puerto Rican flag cannot be flown alone. But that pissed people off, because it bucked decades of athletic precedent. Puerto Rico has been competing as itself since 1948. So the island may be divided in the statehood debate, but everyone hated Barceló's stunt.
1: Authorities ordered hundreds of plainclothed policemen to mingle with the crowd to stem any kind of demonstration which might embarrass the government.
0: At the Pan American Games opening ceremony, Barcelo can hardly get his speech out over the angry shouting of the audience.
1: Hermanos y hermanas panamericanos.
0: Puerto Rico se viste de gala. Anyway, back to our boxers. Molina made it all the way to the gold medal round, where he was pitted against a boxer fighting under the American flag. The recently returned Pennsylvanian Molina is fighting another Pennsylvanian, a legendary Philadelphia boxer named James Shuler. Did you win?
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even in English, I understood that one. Molina won a gold medal for Puerto Rico in the light middleweight division, a win that qualified him for the Olympics. As it happens, Pizarro also made it to the gold medal match. Although he had a tougher time than Molina.
2: Jackie Beard of Jackson, Tennessee, on the left of your screen against Luis Pizarro of Puerto Rico.
1: In that fight, you just got me inside too much. Pero tú que era tan técnico, qué no estaba saliendo de eso y haciendo tu cosa.
2: Sí, pues eso me salía.
1: I asked him, like, but I thought you were, you know, Mr. Technical. Why don't you get out and kind of do your thing? Well, I'd
2: forget. took Luis Pizarro inside and beat him at his own game with cleaner and harder punching. He used his strength and his ring generalship beautifully in his fight, Tim.
0: Which meant Pizarro took home a silver medal, still good enough to qualify him for the games. And of course, Mercado won gold. How did it
1: feel after you won? Brown: Do you
2: know who James Brown
1: is?
0: The
1: musician.
2: El músico. Sí. Sí. Yeah. I'll
1: quote him.
0: I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. So our three boxers took home medals, two golds and a silver. This is such a big deal in Puerto Rico that a company names their beer after them. It's called Medaya, which means medal. Translator Alan could hardly believe it. that That's
1: like the most popular beer in the country. Yes, that's like, you'll find that everywhere.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one yesterday. I had two yesterday, yes. More importantly for this story, with their wins at the Pan Am Games, all three boxers have now qualified for the Olympic Games in Moscow, the height of any amateur athlete's career. Here's Luis Pizarro. I was so happy. I was
1: jumping up and down. I just couldn't believe it. I just said, wow,
0: I finally made it. But while the fistfights to qualify for the Games are over, the real fight has just begun. The boxers don't know how hard it's actually going to be to get to Moscow. That's next week on Eclipsed. Eclipsed is a production of Campside Media. It's hosted by me, Bijan Steven, and written by Michael Canyon Meyer. We're produced by Lane Gerbig and Joe Hawthorne. Archival research by Caitlin Rathy. We're fact-checked by Alex Yablon. Our engineer is Garrett Tiedemann. Our theme song is by Doug Slaywin. Our executive producers are me, Bijan Steven, and Michael. I am the greatest, Canyon Meyer. The executive producers at Campside Media are Matt Scher, Adam Hoff, Josh Dean, and Vanessa Gregoriadis. Special thanks for production assistance from Callie Hitchcock. And a big shout-out to Alan Gomez, who helped report and translate this series. Special thanks to Mark McAdam for composing some original music for this series. If you want to say hello or what's up, drop us a line at eclipse at campsidemedia.com or tweet at us at eclipsepod. Or you can send us a text. We're at 917-810-3294 And if you want to follow me on social media you can find me at BijanSteven on Twitter and Twitch On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes. Thanks for listening See you next time